Welcome to the Life Church STL podcast. Wherever you're joining us from, we hope this message encourages and inspires you. Thanks for listening and enjoy today's message. So, it's the first of 52 Sundays this year. And uh, it's kind of weird. I don't know if you do that sometimes and you like break down things and you're like, wow, that's actually. You know, you think of a year as like a really long time, and you're like, but then there's 52 Sundays. And, and I was, which is not really that many. And I, I was just thinking, praying about what God wanted to share, what he wanted me to speak, uh, what really what he wanted to speak um, through me. And, and I was just thinking about, you know, all that we want to do this year, like all, all that you know, we come to the beginning of the year and, you know, you have these resolutions and all these different things that, that people say, this is what I'm going to do or, or this is what I'm going to accomplish and, or, you know, whatever. This is what I want in 2022. And we say all these, this, these things or, or like how I want this to happen. But I, I was thinking about, do we really think about why? Like why we want it to happen very much. Sometimes we do, but then we get into our own reasons of why we want this thing to happen in our life in 2022 or whatever year that, that we're in. But I want to just talk about that, that our why is the most crucial part of what we are praying for, what we are believing for, for this year and just talk to you about why that matters so much, the why. You know, like if you listen to like these motivational guys, it's like the why, the why, whatever, you know. And it's, I mean, it's important in, in whatever we do. But in our Christian walk and, and in, for, for us as we know God and have this relationship with him, our why is crucial. It doesn't matter what you do or how you do it, um, but the reason that you do it is really the crux and in, in the beginning of, of what we need to think about. And so I just want to talk about that for a little bit today. And they don't have the scripture up there, but in 1 Peter 4, it talks about if we speak... Right? If we speak, let it be of the oracles of God. Like, let it be from God, like Him speaking through us. If we're going to minister, if we're going to do anything, let it be ministering for God. Let whatever we do, do it for His glory. And it says that God, that in all things, God may be glorified through Christ Jesus, to whom belong the glory, and the dominion forever and ever. So the Bible, and I'm going to go through more scriptures here, but the Bible talks to us about, you know, it tells us how to live, you know, what we should do, what we shouldn't do, and how Jesus, like walk like Jesus, talk like Jesus, do all these different things. But really, what's behind it all is the why. Why are we doing that? Why do we do the things that we do? And we can be doing it for other reasons. 
I'm talking about like in your job. I want to grow in understanding and knowledge and, 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 you know, come up to a different level in my job. Or I want to, you know, start working out more. I want to do, we do say all these different things. But why do we want to do them? Do we want to do them for ourselves? Or because just I want to do that or you want to do that? Is, is, is there some selfish motivation? Because it's not about really about what we do that makes it wrong or right. It's about why we do it. Why are you doing it? In 2 Thessalonians 1, in verse 11, it says, Therefore, we also pray always for you that our God would count you worthy of this calling and fulfill all the good pleasure of his goodness and the work of faith and power. The name of our Lord Jesus Christ might be glorified in you and you in him, according to the grace of our God and our Lord Jesus Christ. In other words, glorifying Christ should be the aim of every single thing that we do. Like, we talk about cleaning our house. You guys are like, what? Yeah, I mean, after Christmas, I don't know if your house is like this, but it looks like like the North Pole blew up in our house or something, you know, and there's like wrapping paper and you're finding it like under the couch and, you know, like every place, like in your bed, you're like, how did wrapping paper get here? I don't know. And there's all this stuff. But like when we clean our house, it can be for the glory of God. When we raise our kids, when we go to work, when I walk outside the door to go run. Not me. I don't really like running. But when you go running, but when we do all these things, they can be to glorify God. You're like, well, how, how does that? Well, if you say, I want to live and be healthy and do, running could be to glorify God. We can go to work to just seek after something for our own gain, or we can go to glorify God. Say, God, hey, I want to go to work and be a light to those around me and show them who you are. Let me be presented as your kid, as your, as your child, as, as a light to the people around me, and I want to glorify you. It can be for him. That's what I'm saying. Like, it can be for us or it can be for him. It's going to be much better if it's for him. Why are we alive? Why are we? I'm going to give you a pop quiz. You ready? Why are we alive? Why are we at peace? Why do we want to do the things that we want to do? Great thing is that all the answers are the same. It's because of him, because of God. Because of Christ. It's really not that hard whenever we get down to it, but it's hard when we get down to it. It's like one of those things like that I think about. It's, it's not hard, but it's hard. 
Because whenever I actually get out there going so many times, it's, look, it's just our fallen tendency to just start thinking about ourselves or our own motivations or what we want. But it's really not that hard because all we have to do is just turn to him and say, God, whatever I'm doing, all that I'm doing, God, I want it to be for your glory and for you. In Philippians 1.20, it says, According to my earnest expectation and hope that in nothing I shall be ashamed, but with all boldness as always, so now also Christ will be magnified in my body, whether by life or by death. And he's again saying, basically the chief aim, the, the main point of everything that I do was, will be that Christ would be glorified in my life, whether it's that I'm living or that I die. It doesn't matter what it is. Everything that comes out of me, I want it to glorify God. I want Him to be shown to people around me. I want Him to be known. I don't want me to be known. I want Him to be known. Whether I live, whether I die, let him be glorified. And we have to think of it this way. It's not Christ added to what we do. Like tagging him on the end, you know? It's like, yeah, and, and Christ is going to be glorified also. It's not like bringing him alongside. It's bringing him into, into everything that we do. You know, like when we pray, it's like, God, help me to learn peace and long-suffering, and I pray that you would strengthen me and that you would guide me, and I pray that this year you would do this in my life and you would do that in my life. And oh, by the way, I, God, I just pray that you would be exalted. Sometimes that's kind of the way that we think about it. It's just like an added on thing that like, oh yeah, by the way, can you be exalted in these things? Or can you be exalted too? But if we change that around, what if we change it around and say, and say God, I pray that, that there would be so much peace in my life that you would be glorified. That you would be glorified in the strength that I have in you, God. God, I pray that, that in, in what I do in my work, in any kind of situation that I come to, that, that I'm able to bring peace in or to bring resolve in, God, that that would bring glory to your name. God, I pray that, that you helping me to get through this tough situation that I'm in, that God, it would be all for your glory. See, there's a difference, and one is just like, oh, hey, God, maybe you can get some glory at the end of this. And the other is, God, I will do anything and walk through anything, and I want all of you, and the reason that I want all of this stuff is because I want you to be known and your glory to be shown to those around me. 
And, and I'm just thinking about that at the beginning of this year, you know, and I know that we all say like, yeah, I mean, that was last year. I tried to do that too. But I just, I just feel like we need this encouragement to say, I'm going to step up to this year, not like, okay, here's another year. We're not going to do that. I want to step into this year and just take off running and and just jump into this year and say, God, you are going to be glorified. God, we are going to to do what you've called us to do, and we're going to know you more, and people are going to know you more because we are going to glorify you in every single aspect of our life. And God, your power will come through in every area. It'll, It'll just be there. Is anybody? Are you guys awake? I want, I want to, to step into this year not like, look, guys, I know. It's been a crazy couple of years. There's been a lot that we've walked through. Many of us walked through some of the same things, and then many of us have walked through different things that I have no, probably some of you, I have no idea what you've walked through and different things that you've, that you've had to, to hold and to handle. But what I'm saying is that God wants to take us and to bring us into situations this year. Not with like, okay, I think God might get it through. I, th- I, think, I think God can work this out. Maybe, maybe it's going to be okay. But to step in, to step into this year with the strength that you have in him, do we realize who you are? Do you realize who you are? Do you realize who you belong to? Are we walking in that strength? Are we giving him the glory that is due to his name? First Corinthians 13, 31, it says, Therefore, whether you eat or drink or whatever you do, do all to the glory of God. It's so interesting to think about that. He's like, he's saying, look, whatever you do, even if it's eating some French fries, drinking a Coke. Don't drink Coke. Drink Dr. Pepper, okay? It's better. What all things that you do, every single thing that you do, that you put your hand to, your feet, that you speak, that you look at, that you hear, every single thing that you do, let it bring glory to God. Let it be for the glory of God, no matter what it is. And in Matthew 6, verse 7, it says, And when you pray, don't use vain repetitions as the heathens do. For they think that they will be heard for their many words, as sometimes 
in, in different translations, it says the unbelievers or it says the Gentiles. And it says, don't, don't pray like the people that don't believe in Christ believe that, that they're praying. Don't pray how they're praying. Therefore, do not be like them, for your Father knows the things that you have need of before you ask Him. And then, you know, as I'm reading this scripture, you kind of have this question as like, wait a second, don't don't pray like the the heathens? Don't pray like the unbelievers, those that don't believe in Christ? And you're like, "Do, do they pray? And the answer is yes. Yes, they do. Like, no matter who you are, I mean, some, you know, it may be, you know, a different religion, or maybe you don't really believe in God at all, but, but you just come to this moment sometimes and you pray. And you're just saying, God, help with this, help, 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 you know? I just imagine that's what the vain repetitions are, because that's sometimes what it comes to with us, right? Help, help, help. You just say that over and over and over. But he's saying, don't pray like those that don't know Christ pray. Don't pray like somebody that doesn't know or doesn't have this relationship with God prays. God knows what you want and he knows what you need. He may not give you what you want, but he will give you what you need. He will supply all of our needs according to his riches and glory, right? He will supply those needs. Sometimes we think like, no, that's a need. And he's like, no, that's a want. You're probably not going to get that. (laughs) But don't pray like somebody that doesn't know Christ prays. What does that mean? Like, what's the difference? And the difference is the power that comes behind the knowing The power that comes behind the relationship. Anybody can pray. And as we're talking about this glorifying God, listen, anybody can pray, but God won't be glorified in those prayers. But if we have this relationship with Him, that we know Him, we know Christ, we believe in Him, That he is glorified in what we do. And he is glorified in our prayers. And when we come to him, don't just come asking, like, God, would you just help me uh, get, you know, a win in this soccer game? Um, God, will you just, you know, you know, just help with this and help with that and do all these favorites? Can we come? You know, in this scripture, whenever Jesus is speaking this, and then he goes into the Lord's prayer, saying, let your will be done. your kingdom be on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. Like, God, sustain me. Allow me to be alive. Allow me to have enough food. But God, your will be done. God, let you be glorified in everything that we do. Let your kingdom be known on earth. God, I pray that your kingdom would be here on earth as it is in heaven. See, there's a difference in that, and that is that, that we, yes, say, God, help us to live and to have what we need to live, but the emphasis is on him and who he is and him being known. So we can ask 
God for a hundred or a thousand things. And anybody can do that. But those things don't need the work of the Holy Spirit to work those things. When we pray, when we're spending time with Him, is He getting glory? Is He being glorified in what we do? That is my question today. Is, is He being glorified in what I do? Is he being glorified in what I'm asking for this year? Is he being glorified whenever I step out of my house and get into the car and go into traffic and start getting angry? Is he being glorified whenever I am raising my kids? Is he being glorified in my life? Or are we just tagging him on? Are we just saying, and yeah, okay, yeah, and then, and then God, I just pray that, that you would be glorified. I want this year to be a year of God being known. I want this year to be a year of the church rising up and the strength that it's called to. And I'm talking about our church, but I'm also just talking about God's church. God's people. I don't care what happens. You know, and I, I think about, I won't be able to quote it, but this quote from C.S. Lewis that he, that he says that Christ went through suffering. How could we possibly think that we wouldn't also walk through suffering? That we wouldn't also have to walk through hard things? And whenever I, I think about that quote, you know, I'm, you're going through something tough, that you've had a hard year, uh, or you're in a difficult situation. And I think about that, and I say, God, you didn't say that I wouldn't have to walk through things. You just said that I would get through them, and then if I'm with you in those things, that I will be better when I come out that I will be stronger, that I'll know you more, and that you'll be glorified. And as I was praying about this last year and praying about stepping into this new year, you know what I was thinking? I was just thinking, God, I don't know that I glorified you, to, you enough. I don't know if I walked in your strength enough. But I want to this year that we're stepping into walk in the strength of who you are. I want to step into every situation with a power that's not, it can't possibly be my power. That can't possibly be something that I can bring to the table. Allow me to step to the table with nothing but who you are with nothing but just wanting to give you glory.
because we can trust in ourselves or we can trust in him. We can want our own glory or we can want his glory. And I'm telling you, our own glory doesn't doesn't really last. It doesn't get us anywhere. But when we give him glory, when we're backed by him, when he is the one giving us everything that we need, and we are walking with him and allowing him to be in every single thing that we do, saying, God, I give you glory. God, I worship you, and everything that I do, I want you to be known. I want you to be exalted. I just, something happens in that place, and then things start happening that can't possibly happen, right? That's when you get to these places where it's like, I mean, I just don't even know how it happened. Well, that's where you got out of the way, and you let God get in there. I mean, it was a miracle. Yeah, because you stepped out of the way and stopped trying to fix it yourself and you allowed God to come into that situation. You allowed him to be known. Amen? Will you stand with me? Thanks for listening today. We pray this message encourages you. If you have any questions or you'd like to learn more about us as a church, you can always visit us online by going to lifechurchstl.com.